Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Duty Trade Podcast. I know, I know. You thought you hit the link for the fourth shift fit cast. Well, you did. And you're stuck with me for today. I'm actually babysitting the podcast this week while Chris and Katie, the first lady of fourth shift fitness, and cute little Nathan, hopefully welcome their new family member. As a side story, my name is Annette, or you might know me as AZ. I'm the owner and operator of Fire SQ Fitness. And when Chris started thinking about a podcast, he actually tried to get me to host a podcast. And when I soundly shot that idea down, he said, well, maybe we should co-host. And when I soundly shot that idea down, he finally decided to have his own podcast. But I'm actually kind of afraid that this is an elaborate trick of musical chairs. And when the music stops, whichever guest host is holding the podcast is going to own it. So I'm really, really, really afraid that I'm going to get stuck with a podcast. But anyway. Speaking of music and musical chairs, also, I asked Chris for one thing, one simple thing. I wanted walk-up music. You know, like when you're at the major league ballpark and your favorite batter comes up and they have an awesome song? I wanted walk-up music. And he refused on the very weak grounds of He didn't have a budget of like $50,000 for music rights. Rude. I just think that's rude. But anyway, we shall prevail anyway. I'm going to ask you to pause the podcast right now, open up your favorite music app, and go listen to Boom by P.O.D. I'll be waiting when you come back. Thanks. Okay, Chris said I could talk about anything I wanted to. And so I spent my break time at work Saturday figuring it out. And I was super ready and all set to go. And then on my way home Sunday morning, I completely changed my mind and went in a totally different direction. I triumphantly recorded the episode Sunday and turned it in. And the sound quality was crap. So... I am now an expert podcast host, this being the 89th time I've recorded this episode. Also, knowing Chris Morella, he's probably just going to end up sampling all the stupid stuff I say and making sound bites of it and putting it on a repeat anyway. So I don't know why I'm putting so much effort into this, but 
here we go. Let's get started. Okay. If you know anything about me, well, maybe I should tell you about me. Again, my name is Annette Zapp or AZ. I'm a career firefighter. I own and operate Fire SQ Fitness, which is a business dedicated to the health and wellness of firefighters worldwide. I am super passionate about health and wellness. And because I'm seen as somewhat of an expert in this field, I get weekly or sometimes almost daily questions from firefighters or fire administrators. And what they're usually asking me is, how do I get a fitness program started at or for my fire department? So the first thing that I always shoot back to them is, you don't need a fitness program. You need a comprehensive health and wellness program. And then they generally shoot back to me the equivalent of what looks like deer in the headlights via email. So let's talk a little bit about health and wellness first. I use this pyramid and I kind of think I ripped it off from someone, but I may have created it myself. Regardless, I use it in all of my presentations, so it's mine now. But I have this pyramid that on the bottom is wellness. And then right above that is health. And then right above that is fitness. And then right above that is performance. So let's hit each of those levels of the wellness pyramid. And I would probably be better off if I went to the dictionary and actually Googled some definitions, but I'm going to make them up. So for me, Wellness means your baseline ability to function as a human. So you're able to get out of bed in the morning. You're able to be happy and contribute to your family and to your work and to society. To me, that's wellness. The next step up would be health. And to me, health means absence of disease. Simply, I don't have any active disease processes which are hindering my ability to live my life. Next level would be fitness. And for me, fitness is that baseline ability to do physical activities and survive them. And then performance, the next tier would be taking those baseline physical activities to the next level. So instead of just surviving a mile run, doing well on your mile run. So since this is a firefighter-specific podcast, let's use some firefighter examples. So for me, wellness for a firefighter is being able to get up in the morning Treat your family with compassion and respect. Go to work. 
treat your coworkers well, function within the family unit of the firehouse, and be relatively happy and content while you do it. The next level, health, would entail going for your yearly physical and getting your report that says your blood glucose is good, your cholesterol is good, your other markers are good, we don't see any cancer, etc. So absence of disease. Fitness, in terms of firefighting, to me would mean you are able to throw the ladder. You're able to drag the dummy. You're able to lift the patient. You're able to do whatever activity that the job requires of you and simply check the box and complete it. And if we move to that top tier of performance, then we're talking about being able to not only do those activities, but do them really, really well in an efficient and possibly quick manner. So in my opinion, most fire departments don't need a fitness program. They need a health and wellness program. They need to start at that bottom tier of the pyramid. So let's go back to their question. Now they're going to ask the question, so AZ, how do I set up a health and wellness program for my department? Well, that's going to depend on many different variables. And what I'm here today to talk to you about are the obvious trip hazards that I see. The first one that I see is that the fire service is very, very married to the idea of the train the trainer concept. And train the trainer works great for equipment. Train the trainer works great when you get a new ladder truck and you send one person per shift up to the manufacturing plant to learn about the ladder truck, and then those people come back and teach everyone else. Train the trainer works great. When you get a new CPR mannequin and one person learns how to use it and all the electronics that go with it and then teaches everyone else. Train the trainer does not work well for human performance and health and wellness. Sending someone without a background to a 40-hour class does not make them an expert in health and wellness. And I have two examples that I like to use. The first one is you might in your department have heard of a program where the chief's executive assistant goes to a class for 40 hours and learns how to be a firefighter. Or basically they learn some of the skills that they would need to be a firefighter. So one day they show up and they get to cut up a car. Another day they show up and they get to go into the burn tower. And it's exciting because they learn about the fire service and they're exposed to it. But they don't come back and we don't put them on the line as a firefighter because 40 hours isn't adequate to train someone without background to be a firefighter. Another great example would be you could send me to a 40-hour class on vehicle maintenance. 
and I could come back and I could be more competent at maybe changing tires, changing oil, diagnosing some basic issues. But a 40-hour class is not going to make me a mechanic. And a 40-hour class does not make a firefighter a human performance coach. I have 30 years of experience in this industry. That's the health and wellness industry. And still sometimes I feel like I don't know enough. And when we send firefighters to a 40-hour class, they get just to that point on the Dunning-Kruger curve where they think they know a lot and they don't realize what they don't know yet. So that's an issue I have with peers training personnel. Another issue I have is that simply adding another duty to a firefighter's docket isn't going to be very effective. So my example for this would be you're a full-time firefighter and the chief says, you know what, I need you to wear another hat too. I'm going to need you to be the fire prevention chief too. But no, you, you just do it on duty. No, there's not any extra pay or any extra time. You just do it in your free time on duty. That's not going to work very well. And neither does assigning the duty of being a peer fitness trainer while on duty. That doesn't work. There are some exceptions, and I will admit that right here, right now. I call these exceptions unicorns. And these unicorns are people that are full-time firefighters, but also happen to have that skill set for human performance. And so I have a few examples of those people, and I'll give it to you in a second. But here's another trip hazard that might not be so obvious. In the fire service, we have a really, really hard time of being a prophet in our own kingdom. So our own brothers and sisters at our fire department sometimes don't recognize our expertise. And so you could be the leading hazmat expert in the world and your own personnel at your own fire department are not that impressed by you. And it's the same thing with human performance. But that said, here's a couple of examples that I always like to share of these people that I call unicorns. And the first one is my friend George Carbajal. And George has over 30 years of experience at Miami-Dade. He's a captain, but he was also a human performance coach before he even, even became a firefighter. George still, to this day, trains special operators he trains NFL players, and he trains surfers. But interestingly enough, he's not all that involved in his own department because, again, it's hard to be a prophet in your own kingdom. A couple of other examples. Chris Morella is a certified personal trainer. Matt Mangum, who Chris had on a couple episodes ago, was a former head D1 strength and conditioning coach before he became a firefighter. And then Michael Perrick, who was also a strength and conditioning coach, was recently hired at the Orland, Illinois Fire Department as a firefighter. So these people are qualified and credentialed, and they are already within a fire department, but sometimes they have struggles of their own, simply getting something going 
at their own department. And then my last unicorn example that I will use, my friend Maureen Stockland is a registered dietitian. She is the former dietitian for the New York Mets, but she's also a full-time firefighter. So these people are clearly more than pure fitness trainers. They're more highly qualified. They're more highly credentialed. But sometimes, again, it's hard to be a prophet in your own kingdom. So sometimes an outside contractor might be a better solution for your fire departments. You do have that barrier of being an outsider. But one thing that can smooth that over is getting your hands on a unicorn that maybe doesn't work at your department. So as a little side note, uh, a lot of coaches call me and they say, I would be interested in working with a fire department. And if they happen to be firefighters and they're talking about their own fire department, some of the advice I give them first is go find a different department. You're going to be a lot more successful. All right. So next possible trip hazard. If you're going to use peer trainers, they need someone to supervise them. They really can be great force multipliers, but they also really need a qualified and credentialed person to help them with programming, delivery, education, and next steps, or I call them what ifs. So if you take the burden of everyone's health and wellness and put that on a peer fitness trainer as an extra duty, it's, it's ludicrous. It's, it's absolutely unacceptable. Being able to lead your shift in a circuit as a peer fitness trainer is great. Again, that's force multiplication. But understanding programming and human performance is a whole next level that most firefighters, again, if they don't have the education and credentials, it's more than they can handle. So Chris's last episode actually spoke about choosing a coach for an individual but he did raise some great points that sort of apply here too. The fire service loves cheap and free. Health and wellness is neither cheap nor free unless you're going to do something silly like bringing in a Zumba instructor. I promise you in this particular case, the phrase doing something is better than nothing doesn't imply. Bringing in a Zumba instructor for your fire department is a waste of everyone's time. You need to invest in an expert, and I promise you will get an amazing return on investment. And I'm going to tell you one little example. San Antonio Fire contracted with a physical therapy clinic. And what they did was bring in an athletic trainer who took care of their firefighters. And I don't know if you know this, but a return on investment for health and wellness of three to one is actually very good. The first year San Antonio Fire had an athletic trainer, they got a six to one return on investment. They're now getting about a 10 to one return on investment, one athletic trainer. So if you invest in the right expert, you will get a huge return on investment. All right. Speaking of return on investment, here's another trip hazard. This costs money. It does. I'm sorry. You have to spend money to save money in this case. And it's not like when you go to Kohl's and it feels like they give you money back. It's not quite the same thing, but you have to spend money to save money. The NFL doesn't hire a player and say, good luck, sucker. You'd better stay in shape. And achieve telling you 
You've raised your right hand and now you owe it to the community to stay in shape. So go do some sit-ups and run. It isn't good enough. We need to do better. Actually, that reads that leads me to a uh, a great analogy that I actually use in a lot of my talks. And it's kind of funny because in just a few sentences, you're going to find out how little I know about football and the Chicago Bears, actually. So <laughs> Corderell Patterson plays for the Chicago Bears. And the reason I talk about Corderell Patterson is I was looking for a picture for one of my talks, and there was a great picture of him I found on the internet. And I didn't know who it was, so I had to print it out and ask my crew. And so they pointed me in the right direction. So Corderell Patterson, I like to talk about him because, first of all, he's a good player. But second of all, think about all of the people that are invested in his physical performance, his health, his wellness, and making sure he wins games. And if I was talking live, I would ask the rhetorical question or maybe have you answer me how many professionals are dedicated to him winning. It's around 12 to 15 people. So you say, well, yeah, but that's the NFL. Okay, let's backtrack to when he played college football at Tennessee. And if I ask the same question, it's about eight to 10 people that are dedicated to his health, wellness, performance, and winning. Okay, so that's Division I college football. It's a big deal, right? Let's backtrack to high school. Marcellus Moore is a two-sport standout athlete, formerly at Plainfield North, and he's a great kid. He's a great football player. He's a great record-setting, world-record-setting track athlete, but he had like five or six professionals dedicated to him winning. Here's the point, though. Cordero Patterson and Marcellus Moore will never make life and death decisions at two in the morning while a house is on fire. So we need to give our firefighters more resources. And fitness and working out isn't the only thing. They need comprehensive physicals. They need access to mental health, to nutrition and sleep education. So simply buying them dumbbells and putting them in a room doesn't make a health and wellness program. And saying, we bought dumbbells and we put them in a room and no one used them, that's not the fault of the personnel. It's the fault of the implementation. Next trip hazard. It costs time. I work at a small fire prevention district in a suburb of Chicago, and we actually did something that made a huge difference. And this wasn't my idea. I didn't like the idea, and I can't take credit for the idea, but it was brilliant. They took our statistics and they ran them, and they said, we are the least busy during the hours of 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. And so shift changes at 7 a.m. So we went to a process where personnel come in at 7 a.m. wearing their uniforms. I should specify their training uniforms. They're wearing their workout clothes. They do their rig checks. They do their quick morning meeting. 
they do any sort of really important things that need to get done. And by 7.30 a.m., they're training, physical fitness training. They're given from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. At 9 a.m., they have to be dressed, fed, and ready for the day. Okay, so if a call comes in, obviously they're going on the call. But nine times out of 10, that physical fitness training gets completed. Let me tell you, the toilets can wait. Either health and wellness is a priority or it's not. But don't say it's important and refuse to allocate time. Do your time analysis, find out when you're not busy, when you have the lightest call volume, and dedicate that time. And by dedicated, I mean don't schedule Boy Scout tours, don't schedule drills, don't schedule anything but physical fitness. Finally, this also costs you, the chief or the training officer or the person implementing the program, you have to set the pace. If you need to lose weight, do it. If you're not sleeping, start sleeping. If you're not training, you need to train. Simply saying, you guys and girls should do this, it doesn't work. This also requires education, both immediately and ongoing. So one great thing you can do is address the new firefighter on the first day. Talk to them about their sleep and their nutrition, moving and mental health. Let them know that (laughs) they're not going to get better in the fire service. Age is coming. Time is marching on. Sleep deprivation is going to prevail. The job is hard on their bodies. So if they're starting out their career at 30% body fat, it's not going to get better. So if they're using today as their baseline and they are at that 25 to 30%, they need to make some really, really good changes and fast. So, okay, I gave you a lot of things to think about today, but just know that uttering the words, we need a fitness program, isn't helpful. You need to put a lot of moving parts in place, and the biggest thing I can suggest to you is reach out to a professional to help you. Okay, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Hopefully, Chris learned his lesson. He won't ever ask me to do this again. With any luck, he'll just offer up that I can watch the new baby and Nathan while he does his own damn podcast. I don't know. We'll see. But other guests are coming. I hope you had a great day. And thanks for your time. AZ is out.